Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast. I'm Dave, as always, and I'm joined by Matt, Peter, and Sean. Why don't you boys say hello this week? We'll see if uh, we'll get something out of you. Yellow. Yep. Hello, boys. So uh, we're here this week to uh, talk about the big sick. Uh, it's uh, Emily Gordon and Kumal Ninnan. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name. Ninnan Johnny. I was going to try and go with an office space joke here, guys, but let's be honest, I'll still ruin that one. But anyway, so uh, their movie that they wrote about their uh, their real love uh, or their real life uh, romance. So mixes little uh, little rom com, um, little little different than we normally go see. Um, I think Sean proposed that we go see it with our uh, significant others or dates for the weekend. Uh, some of us did get to go see it, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later uh, with our significant others. But uh, I guess we'll start off uh, real quick with uh, what we're drinking and what we're watching. So uh, this week, let's start with Matthew. Matt, what you watching? What you drinking? So I saw a few things this week. Um, one, I in addition to the Big Sick, which we'll talk about earlier, you know, more. I, I did catch another film in, in theaters that was I was pretty excited to go see. But before that, um, I caught an Interview with a Vampire, which I probably haven't seen in ten years. Uh, with Brad Pitt and uh, Tom Cruise, uh, def- definitely something we're checking out. If, if you have uh, any interest in '90s vampires, if not, you're probably okay. Um, something you know, definitely was nice to watch it after quite a while because apparently I forgot like half the movie, so uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, a very young Christian Slater as well. He was in that. He was the interviewer. Ah, oh, forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot. So. No, no, good movie. You have to admit that's always a yeah, good one to go de- back Yeah, definitely to. was kind of kind of creepy with uh, what's her um, Kirsten Dunst oh is like a twelve year vampire you. was extremely creepy yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, she did that well. Yes, though yeah, I will sorry. say that you know we don't want to. I don't want to get into this too much, but anytime there's a kid in a scary movie or like not, not that that's a, like a horror movie or a scary movie, kids are creepy as fuck. There's, there's no, even in Resident Evil, which is, you know, probably a campy, you know, horror movie in, in the sense, or more of a thriller or action movie, more so, the digital kid was creepy as hell in that movie. I don't know if that was just yeah. me, but kids are always creepy. Um, was it like the Red, Red, uh, the Red Witch Queen? You're all going to die Thank down here. Nice. <laughs> the British accent certainly helps. Um, so we, we can firmly state that creepy children, or British children are creepy. They gotta be British, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, sure. no offense yeah. to the Brits. You just, you, your voice, you know, it, it, it sounds creepy coming out of a little kid. <laughs> In addition to that, I got to, you know, so I, I saw Love and Mercy finally, uh, which is a kind of a biopic about uh, the uh, Beach Boys kind of songwriter, uh, Brian Williams. Uh, one of the Williams brothers of the Beach Boys had uh, Paul Dano, which I always like from uh, No Country for Old Men. Also no, good. No, you, 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 you're thinking of there will be blood because both those movies came out at the same time, and it was it was a very Oscar contentious time in 2007. But uh, no, uh, Girl Next Door, man, and uh, and Ruby nice. Sparks, which has a tie into the movie we're reviewing today, by the way. That it does with uh, 
Emily Kazan, or not Zoe Kazan, or Kazan. Yeah, Kazan. Yeah. But uh, no, so good, good movie. Um, if I definitely, you know, if you like the Beach Boys, check it out. Otherwise, you could probably skip it. But everybody did a good job. It was kind of an interesting take on the on the on a biopic for you know for this. It it kind of showed both, uh, uh, you know, in their heyday, tra- you know, and at the same time transitioned between. The Beach Boys in the heyday, and Brian Williams kind of as he's struggling with some, some mental problems as well as somebody that's taking advantage of him, kind of a thing. And uh, you could obviously always read this up on on Wikipedia as well. But uh, I, I think it's worth a watch if you like the Beach Boys. I uh, definitely learned some stuff I didn't know, and I thought it was a pretty well done picture. Um, if if you know if if you're not a Beach Boys fan though, I it, I'm probably not going to urge you to go see it. Um, I'm not the biggest Beach Boys fan, but I do always love. Uh, you know, love it, love hearing them on the oldie station or when I hear God only knows in a movie like Deja Vu or something like that. Uh, always, always nice to hear. And of course the title is my main draw for it because that, I was introduced to the song, uh, love and mercy from the sh- from the movie, uh, Orange County back in the early two thousands. And so just a fun, uh, fun song or not fun song, but it's a enjoyable song and, and nice to have that. But, uh, in terms of the movie, I was really excited to go see this this week was uh, Wind River, uh, by the uh, Tyler Sheridan or Taylor Sheridan with uh, that also wrote Sicario, and um, Hell or High Water. He most recently wrote a, a movie with uh, Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen called Wind River, and um, really well done. And it was his first, it was a directorial debut. I was really happy to see it, and I, I thought it was a really well done picture. If you get a chance, it's it's still kind of a limited release. I had to drive uh, a bit of a ways to go see it. But if you get a chance, I definitely recommend seeing it. Hopefully, you can catch it in theaters. Um, if not, I think it was an Amazon produced, so hopefully it'll be available digitally in that in that regard soon. In terms of what I'm drinking, though, I'm having a uh, Woodford Reserve uh, at the from the hotel bar. I felt bad I had to make the guy go open another bottle because he was running low. But um, he gave me a little stress because I was worried that they did not have enough for the double that I was requesting. So luckily, they had another bottle. What about you there, Sean? Well, watching a little bit of uh, movies this weekend, I caught up. Um, I, I know we had talked about this movie a while ago, but I watched Rock and Rolla, a great Guy Ritchie movie. I, th- I think I covered, not really talked about it, but covered it a little bit when we were talking about King Arthur. Um, I think that that's one of the, Guy Ritchie's last, really, those uh, heist films that are kind of like the. Um, I, I can't even think of how to describe it. It's like one of those. Um, it, it's a the movie where you basically get a lot of um, a lot of different storylines tie in and then they come back around at the end, um, which is what made him famous with Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and with Snatch. So uh, definitely if, if you have HBO Go, it's on there right now streaming. So check it out. And in terms of shows, I started watching. I know we mentioned um, last week when we were talking about Billy Eichner in college, Friends from College, I went back and saw he has a show on Hulu. It's called Difficult People, which watched the first two episodes over the weekend. Definitely worth checking out if you guys like some really just sarcastic humor, which I know you do. Uh, I recommend you guys check that out. Really good show. And then in terms of um, reality TV shows, Challenge Season 4 or Season 30, it's uh, MTV. As much as I uh, hate MTV, I love reality television from MTV that I have uh, ties to from my so childhood. So. I, how do you even keep up with all this? Like, 
I don't even know what's on when, but you're you're you're. I DVR it. Very so on I top saw, of it. I, I saw like. it was coming out. So it's the 30th anniversary of the challenge on MTV, which I kind of go. I've been in and out with that, um, but it's one of those ones that I've Whatever always Kevin enjoyed. Uh, what's that? In and out. Good movie. Yep. Shout out, Matt. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> um, but I uh, saw that it was the 30th anniversary, so I wanted to make sure I started dvr in the episodes um and i it's been four weeks it's been on i haven't seen any of them so i watched them all last weekend to catch up but uh <laughs> it's uh terrible television if you like uh a bit of seeing 40 year old people who were on reality television 20 years ago try to get through these challenges now it's hilarious so and they still drink like they're 20 so scope that out on mtv if you uh have absolutely nothing else to do but <laughs> wait, I like wait, that you Dave, you that. can you can relate to drinking like you're 20, right? I try, but it doesn't work. Every day. Are you drunk today, Dave? Or are you it sober? Hurts. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> Which Every one? Day you Being go. sober or getting drunk? Because <laughs> if it's sober, well, I'm kind of fifty fifty right now. So it's kind of I'm at a I'm at a kind of a, a little crossroads here. Do I do I go full blown or do I do I back it off and not feel like shit in the morning? No, go go oh, this, go full blown. The, it's the decisions we have to make tonight. Make it Ooh. make it happen. I, I had a voucher for a free drink that I forgot about after I ordered my double, so I I had to use it, um, and I went with a a crown and a crown and coke just because the Canadians do some some good good job with their whiskey there, and uh, it's always a good combo. So catch up. What about their Canadian club though? So hmm. I, I think I don't remember what I was talking about with you guys, but. Uh, I always thought that was a pretty cheap brand, and I was recently yeah, listening. Yeah, I thought it was too. Exactly. I was recently listening to, um, I think Eric Larson. I'm not reading the book, but uh, I'm listening to the audio book uh, with uh, about uh, Dead Wake, and they're referencing um, kind of did a menu and like a rundown of all the stuff that they brought on the ship, and uh, Louis Obtania, uh, the Louis Atania uh, for reference, and one of it was Canadian Club, and it was you know in league with all these other kind of higher brand and it was very in demanding in the 1920s or 19 teens trying to think of when that happened i'm obviously listening intently in any case i so i had to google it and it was definitely pretty pretty high up there so it's amazing what marketing can do over time or a century at this point um between different different levels well you say that um like um one of the movies i'll, I'll talk about what i watched actually it um he was drinking it in there and it was it was a nice little bottle. And if you look at Boardwalk Empire, I don't know if y'all, I think we've talked about this multiple times on here, but that is like the first thing he smuggles into um, New Jersey is uh, cases upon cases of Canadian Club. So I don't know. You, you gotta, it's it's one of those weird ones. I feel like I need to give it a proper shot. Sorry, sorry, Sean. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I appreciate the input there. Um, but the good show, by the way, Dave. Sorry, just uh, wanted to no, give credit to I, Boardwalk no, Empire. It is might have to go back and watch that. But it, it, I've seen it. I've watched it twice. It's definitely a great one to go back and watch again. But when I was watching uh, Difficult People, it, if you guys haven't seen that, so just it's a. Uh, have you guys heard of Difficult People on Hulu? I've interacted Indeed. with them, but I haven't heard of the show. Okay, well, it's a. Television <laughs> you mean like show. right now? Yes. Uh, so the storyline is basically they're two thirty somethings who are, they're like living and working in new york city and they're absolutely it's it's hilarious because they're absolutely miserable and they make everyone around them miserable but um much like you know a lot of people i know it's fun to watch people suffer and be, be miserable so um 
We <laughs> so I've got to I've got to ask real quick. So I've watched one one uh, one show, the very first show, and yeah. I was not a big fan of the first one. Does it get better once you kind of get to know them? Or so I thought it got funnier same? in the second episode. But Peter, it's I feel like every show you got to get like they have to set something up in the first you know episode or two. I've even people have told me about Breaking Bad that I need to get through the first season to even like the show, which I find that. Uh, I, I know that show is very well received and, it, you know, everybody seems to love it. But if I have to struggle through one season of a show, that usually means I'm not going to watch it. So I think it's gotten better from what I've, you know, in the second episode. I'm I'm just uh, I haven't gotten to the third episode yet, but I, uh, I I thought it was better in the second one. So if that's any um, any consolation for <laughs> the no, first episode sucking. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's I think it's funny. I, I also, like I mentioned last week, I'm. I think Billy Eichner's funny, so uh, I tend to give him a little bit more of a leash. So, uh, but that's all I really watched this week. In terms of uh, what I'm drinking, I had a couple of beers shipped for me from South Louisiana. Um, one of which is Ghost in the Machine, which is a double IPA from Parish Brewing Company. Uh, shout out for David's uh, down the bayou, down in Broussard, Louisiana. So Cajuns making beer, dangerous things, but. It's really good. It's a. Uh, it looks like, looks like a bottle full of orange juice, but it it's delicious. So, yeah. give it, uh, give it a good. Uh, if you guys are around, I don't know if you guys can get that in um, in Texas, but uh, definitely a nice, strong, uh, solid double double IPA. So, who shipped that up to you by by any? Uh... A certain a certain dentist friend of ours. Ah, so he was paying one back. Uh, yeah, well, I kind of sent him some stuff. He like, yeah, we, we kind of started doing this exchange thing. So it's pretty, uh, pretty cool. I sent him some three Floyds, Peter. Uh, like I actually got some zombie dust this week, Peter. Oh, nice. Uh, so I sent him some zombie dust and some, uh, permanent funerals. The other one I sent him. Good choice. I feel like these are drug names. No, these, this brewery (laughs) is David, like this brewery is ridiculous. Uh, apparently they play death metal. It's a drug front. We, we, I understand that. (laughs) They make damn good beer. Narcotics. They might put crack in it. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's pretty tasty stuff. So, um, sent him some of that because I I can't you can't get it really outside of like the mid like three states in the Midwest, right? I think that Peter probably knows better than I do. Yeah, I think I, I don't know that they really even distribute. They I might think Ohio is like the farthest east they they go. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It is uh, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so that. Uh, so he 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 enjoyed that, and then uh, being my last week in Cincinnati, I uh, I went to Madry earlier, um, had a couple of their uh, seasonal beers, um, just uh, sampling as many Ohio brews as I can before I head out. So it's a uh, just big beer night for me. So, but uh, let's not get caught up in what I'm drinking because I want to know what Peter's drinking tonight um, and what he's watching. What a guy! Uh, so for me, and this is pretty pretty funny so sean brought up a great point about tv shows and matt brought up a movie that relates to what i was watching so to start with tv uh i gave a shot to master of none and i know sean you and dave have kind of raved about this show and i'm not Mm -hmm. sure i'm not sure matt if you've seen it i I still have not okay so i watched the first episode and i kind of had the same feeling for that as i did for um the one you just mentioned, Sean, and that's how difficult people. Is. Yeah. yeah, difficult people. Um, I was not 
a huge fan of the first one. I think it's just because it wasn't what I was expecting. I was kind of expecting more of a a throwaway comedy and it it there's a decent amount, I won't say drama, but there's a, a high level of seriousness in what he puts out there. Not that it's a bad thing by any means, but um, it wasn't as lighthearted as I was expecting. So I think it kind of took me aback. I, I was still good. I'm going to give it a shot and kind of go on. I think I got halfway through the second uh, episode and I was still enjoying it, but um, I wasn't completely drawn in immediately. So I'm curious to see how it turns out. And seeing as how you guys really liked it, I'm, I'm definitely willing to give it a shot. Um, I feel like you've been out of the dating game just long enough to not appreciate it as much. Uh, maybe that could be it. <laughs> that that could I mean, very well be. I'm I mean the 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 first. I mean the first scene of the show and um, is where they're in the pharmacy or the second scene, I should say. If the show is where in their pharmacy and they're they're buying a particular product due to a a, a mishap, uh, but then he goes on a whole rant about the apple juice that he sees right there. I think that's just that's just great. I thought it was a great scene in that terms of just trying to cut that um, that awkwardness out and just starts talking about this random, OG, I mean, apple juice. So <laughs> I th- anyway, I think you're right. I, I think maybe the thing for me was it's very it's a very quiet show, right? So it's mm-hmm. um, it's very it really kind of draws you in and you have to listen to some of the nuances. And it wasn't what I was expecting. It was mostly because me and my wife were just saying, hey, can we can we go watch something where we don't have to really pay attention? And you actually kind of have to pay attention to it. Not that that's a bad thing by any means. I don't, I don't, um, you know, warrant everybody just watch a bunch of mindless television all the time, but, uh, wasn't what I was expecting, but it's still good. So, uh, <laughs> oh, good. uh the other thing, which Matt me- mentioned resident evil, I just caught the last resident evil flick. And I say last, there'll probably be a reboot in 20 the near more. future. Yeah. But, um, the the last one from Paul W S Anderson and Mila Jovovich, and it's uh, Resident Evil the the first or no the, I'm sorry the final chapter. Um, it, it's exactly what Wait, you'd expect. Wait, Peter, I got to ask: Was there really like a, a confusion about whether the last one would be called the first chapter or the final chapter? <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the Jason movies, we had the final chapter, and then then he had like six more movies, so could be confusing matt you just had to call it out i was well, reading from my notes here and i couldn't read it's dark in the room thanks a lot jerk <laughs> well no and and, and on, on dave's point i think the they've had like three like apocalypse and a few other like clearly yeah. the end they of have. the series Indeed. titles afterlife what? so and, yeah. yeah how many yeah how many are they at right now because i don't i don't it's remember which six one or seven right saw so let's what see. was the one what was the one where they it ended on a boat um, with like hundreds of planes coming at them I believe, and then apparently the next movie started up on that i believe that was afterlife but i'm not sure because it was i don't even remember anymore it was resident evil uh let's see there was one in between afterlife i think it was like i think i've only seen the first two and it, that's those it's are really all you need to do that <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, I mean i will say the production value increases as you go on I, the the first one i think is kind of the campy classic which I would argue is a good movie. Some people probably would say it's garbage. But I would definitely agree. I mean, and and I don't know yeah. about the production being poor back then necessarily, but the CG is definitely dated, like the, uh, the visuals. But I I think it's it can't be or not definitely. Yeah. If if you look at the if you look at the comparison from the first movie and and the second movie especially the second was wasn't even done by uh, uh, Paul Anderson. The second one is pretty terrible. It's got a lot of. Um, 
as opposed to CG, it has a lot of practical effects and they're really, really bad. But you, if you look at the newest movie, surprisingly, it's, it's pretty good. It's filmed pretty well. The CG isn't, isn't too bad for, you know, kind of the B movie that it ends up being. Uh, the plot isn't totally nonsensical. I mean, for the most part, it's nonsense because they, they continue to try to keep this one storyline and every movie for the most part kind of retcons different pieces and parts, but that this one particular, I mean, the whole, the whole premise of the whole series is insane, but you know, Indeed. that this one company keeps trying to kill everybody and is like, Oh, let's keep changing things. It's not, it's we not that insane people. to people who ate Monsanto, Dave. Um, but Fair so, enough. so Peter, your, your claim that it's not completely nonsensical is actually kind of intriguing. I might have to watch it now because yep. the past few were 100%. Not that plot is something I go to see that type of movie for. Uh, and I fully understand what I'm getting to, but the, the last one was so obnoxious that, Oh yeah. I, and I think I even claimed it for the one prior to that, that I was like, I'm never seeing another one of these again. And I did go see the, the next one. Um, but if this one's not complete, utter, uh, nonsense, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go check it out. I mean, that's not to say, as you mentioned, I mean, there's still stuff in it that's nonsense, but definitely when you compare it to the previous ones, it, it tries to get out of its own way. It doesn't try to over explain a bunch of things. I mean, there's, again, they, they still try to connect it to the larger quote unquote universe, but it's, I think it's reasonable. I'll take it. And is, is Sir Jar, is Sir Jar Marmont in this one? Thank he, you. He is Thank definitely you. in it, which also makes it great. Cause I love him and anything he's in. Fantastic. So the fact that he returns and he has a, a pretty major pivotal role is quite enjoyable. So. All right, I'm sold. So, there so how, so, all right. Did y'all ever play the games when y'all were younger? Indeed. When they, I, mean, they, I, I watched got, a friend play it and I, I was terrified. I, I'm the same. I was the same way, but the, but like, it seemed like one and two were trying to stay sort of true to the game. And then all of a sudden it just went ape shit. I don't even know where it went after that. So did, did y'all get the same sense that they just kind of went like, screw it. We're just running with this. And just kept going off the rails. I think they realized that the the action and Mila Jovovich were very captivating for people, and then that it's hard to produce the same level of suspense as the games did. I, I think that's true, and, and I would say they try to make some callbacks. I think, as you mentioned, Dave, the first two they call, make callbacks to characters, but that, that's yeah. I mean that's about as far as they go. They don't try to keep any plot lines because the plot yeah. in the games is pretty. Uh, actually, I should say the movies are more out of this world than the games are, but. Um, it's <laughs> whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! How many puzzles did they have to solve? Well, I I, I find that actually more realistic than uh, <laughs> a lot of the crazy laser beam <laughs> that cut people in half that happens in the movies. But that was awesome. And, and if you factor the the shortage of ammo and how critical every last bullet is um, in the games versus the you know not necessarily overabundance, but I, I don't remember them ever really having a problem with uh, killing uh, folks. For that same reason, this is true. It's definitely you know pretty realistic that you might run out of ammo when you are in dire need of having to kill some zombies. Um, so yeah, I mean, long story short, I, I would recommend you guys go see it if you've seen the other ones and you at least have a general interest in the series. Not to say again that it's quality, but if you if you enjoy watching Mila Jovovich go kick a bunch of ass, it's it continues with that and it has some fun set pieces and it looks like an A movie with a B movie plot. So, I mean, it's, I think it's worth a watch. Um, And I think a fun part too is, uh, you know, it's basically, it's a husband and a wife duo husband who wants to film his wife continuing to, to be a a crazy strong female. So it's, that's kind of a fun twist on it. So uh, 
what I'm drinking this week. So I was at a wedding in California with a, with a friend of mine, and he did something that I think is probably one of the coolest touches. He had a secret whiskey bar for close friends and the folks that were actually standing up in the wedding. And he stocked it with some stuff that I will never, ever be able to afford, but I thoroughly enjoyed. And the one that I've tried is a bourbon that I'm not sure if you guys have heard of, but it comes from Buffalo Trace, and it's Pappy Van Winkle. Have you guys ever tried or tried or heard of this? <laughs> heard of and, uh, and tried, but I was too drunk at yeah. the time to appreciate it. But I fully understand Dude. that it's delicious. I'm the same way, Matt. I've I, like I, I've had it and heard of it, and I don't really recall. I mean, I remember it, it's definitely smooth, Peter. Um, but in all honesty, I like how you said. Not sure if you've heard of this. Uh, kind of one of the more <laughs> popular whiskeys in all of uh, the country, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, big, it's not a big deal. <laughs> well, it's it's popular if you're a big fan of whiskey. If you yeah, don't, true, if you but... don't drink whiskey, you've never heard of it because it costs two thousand dollars a bottle. No, is that you, how much you may have the, heard of it because it's, it's a... fun to say. But so so apparently, wait, wait. So apparently, like the cases don't actually sell that much when they get them from the supplier. It's just the markup everybody puts on it because it's so few of them out there that they release. Exactly. It's it's like a baseball, a rare baseball card. There's literally just so few of them because they're a 23-year-aged uh, bourbon. So because they, you know, so many bottles go bad. And if you guys have ever been on a bourbon tour, over time, more and more of it evaporates. There's just not a big supply of it. So it's, it's the markup that gets you. But yeah, so I mean, to your point, Sean, I mean, for anybody who who does drink bourbon, you should have hear, heard of it. But if you have not, uh, go Google it. It's it's fun to kind of chase down if you can find it. If you could even find it by the glass, which I think would be pretty hard. I, I can't even imagine what it would cost. Because again, the, the It's $50 a oh, they, uh, glass of it. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I had yeah. one in Chicago last year. <laughs> and it's a, and yeah, it's usually like, like for a finger, it's, it's about ranging between 40 to like 70 bucks. And that's like the, what is that? Probably the 10 year or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the low end. Yep. Well, so I, I would say if you can if you can find it, or uh, you know, it's definitely worth it. It was it was delicious. Um, I won't say that's going to be my potent pick for the week. I have a different pick that's a little more obtainable and affordable for everybody. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was an awesome treat. And again, you know, I would recommend to those of us on the podcast who have not gotten married yet, super great idea, secret whiskey bar. Think about it and invite me. By the way, too. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, so Dave, what like a start wink, one? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, I'm sorry. Wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Come on. Nod, nod. Be a, be a human. Just, just, just invite me and, and give me some whiskey. That's what I'm trying All to right. say. Uh, <laughs> so you want to be a freeloader. I get it. We get it. We exactly. Get it. That's All what right. I'm here for. Uh, Dave, what are you watching? What are you drinking? All righty. So uh, I finally uh, was able to uh, sit down and catch up on some Rick and Morty this week. Uh, we all love it. Uh, season three came out. Um, I think I'm down to the last episode they've actually uh, uh, I got through Pickle Rick I don't know if y'all have caught up yet on uh, season 3 yet but uh, yeah. I'm on the Vindicators 3 uh, I must probably finish watching that tonight after we finish uh, but so far loving the heck out of it as usually so you know it's been doing pretty good um, and that's just on TV in terms of movies I finally actually finished The Founder um, I know I think we talked about this a while back. I finally got around to it. I think it just came out on Netflix um, a couple weeks ago. Finally got to watch it, and I was thoroughly impressed with this film. I'm surprised it didn't get as much um, critical acclaim as it did. Um, did y'all get that same impression? 
And y'all saw it? I, I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's on Netflix, Dave, and I've heard a lot of good things. But it's yeah, it go, go awesome. watch it. it yeah, it was yeah. good. I think I think I was the one that talked about it a while ago, and I'm glad you went yeah. to go see it, Dave, because I, I agree with you. I'm surprised there wasn't more buzz because I thought it was it was really interesting. Yeah, it was interesting, and like it was, it kept you. In, I mean, it's it's a great. It was just greatly. I mean, it was a great film. I mean, the actors in it were phenomenal. So I mean, and you can't really go wrong with that whole crew. So Michael Keaton's continuing his Keatonaissance and returning to to film here and killing it. So so yeah. Um, I also actually uh, caught a Power Rangers movie. So I don't know. We I think we we were talking a while back about this one. About yeah, that's that. the one that um, I think I don't remember if did Peter. Did you see it in theaters or was it just me? Somebody went. Yeah, saw I saw. It. It. Yeah, I did. Okay, I remember. I remember we were having a discussion if we were going to review it or something like that. But um, um, not as terrible as I was figuring it was going to be. But I was really really upset with the with the uh the megazord at the end and like the when they became bigger i don't know it just kind of looked like crap to me did y'all get that same feeling did y'all yeah i agree the uh the I final was, act is kind of a dud yeah it was a little yeah, underwhelming it, for sure I, I i enjoyed everything up to that point and then i was just like all right well this is stupid so and i literally was sitting there just like okay let's just let's just see what the freaking megazord looks like and then i can just turn this movie off and of course, it's like the last five minutes of the movie, so it ended up not happening. But you know, not not terrible. I don't think. Do they? Do we know if they're going to do a second one? Because they definitely hinted at uh, the Green Ranger coming I back. I think out they the oh, want spoilers. to. It's spoilers. It's uh, oh, it's so old. Nobody cares. <laughs> Dave, way to go. See, nobody cares. They <laughs> Datsun. Datsun. But to your like to your point, I think they're in the like on the verge of doing that. It was mm-hmm. debated because it they earned more money than I think they expected to. But they're debating whether it's worth doing a sequel if it, the money's yeah. worth it. They they had a plan to do six more, and then oh god, uh, they well, so they earned a decent amount, but they didn't earn as much as they they actually didn't earn as much as they thought. So it made them, I think, kind of double check whether they want to move on. So who knows? Fair enough. But yeah, um, yeah, that's all I really caught this week. Uh, didn't have too much too much going on. So. But uh, in terms of drinking, I'm actually I'm drinking another uh, bottle of uh, some a Redfish IPA by Goliad. Um, I've talked about this a while back. Uh, ended up having a couple of them left in my refrigerator, so I decided I'd go a little little IPA this uh, this evening. So uh, pretty good if you like IPAs. It's pretty mild in terms of the hoppiness. So I am not the biggest fan of of IPAs. So um, this one's actually a pretty good one for me since it's uh it's lower on the hoppiness hoppiness and. Uh, I do enjoy me a good, uh, more multi, uh, type, type beer. So. Can we call them Hoppians from now on? I think that's a way better term. Hoppians for the IPAs. I like it. All right. Fine. Well, are, isn't wait? Isn't that what Dave just said? He's re- he's reacted like that's never been said before. I didn't. I didn't believe I said that. So that's why I'm concerned. <laughs> did I say that? Uh, I thought you did. Okay, thanks, Sean. Fair enough. All right, well, I'm, uh, I'm going <laughs> David, with it. do you I, even I, have a filter for what comes out of your mouth or you just like shit just flows and you're like, <laughs> you know I didn't say that. that. <laughs> 90% of the time, no, I do not have a filter. We know this for a fact. So there's stuff that goes on in my brain and then it just kind of loses, you know, coalescence as it reaches my mouth. It's kind of entertaining and see this what kind of comes out sometimes. And this is what happens when you're working with the space program too, I'm guessing. <laughs> Luckily, there does not have to be much talking. Okay, it's all numbers. 
<laughs> oh no, it's Dan. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm don't go, go any further. Path. I don't want to know what they do with these things. I don't want to hear about the alien concoctions we have going on. Dude, they're totally real. Like every intern knows this. You you go and feed them. That's that's fun. That's the fun tr- part of being an intern. For yeah, the truth is out there, Dave. The truth is out there. And we'll actually talk about a little bit of uh, some X Files a little later. Uh, spoiler for uh, the movie. Just FYI. Uh, but uh, I guess we can go swinging into news now. So uh, Peter, what you got for us this week? So there's not a ton of news. So I'll touch on two things from a you know a movie casting and just general movie news and then there's a big one from uh i don't know i guess you'd call it a commercial standpoint uh but the first one is we've talked about this before talked about who's going to play bond uh you know who's going to be the director of bond at one point i think we even said here that daniel craig was confirmed because this this has been this ongoing back and forth back and forth but uh, yesterday, Daniel Craig officially confirmed on, I think it was uh, Colbert's show, yeah. that he will be coming back as Bond. So I'm just kind of curious, now that we for sure know it's happening, if anybody has any you know reservations, anybody excited, not excited? Well, I'll just say real quick, for me, I'm glad because you know Spectre was kind of not what everybody was hoping it would be. So it would be a shame for Daniel Craig to go off on that note. So I'm hoping... This will be his kind of swan song, and this will be a, a good one because the way it's gone is the first one, Casino Royale, was great. Um, Quantum of Solace was kind of garbage. Uh, what was it? Spectre. Or not Spectre. Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall was great, and Spectre was kind of a dud. So hopefully we're coming back to a good one. But but Dave, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the same thing. It was just kind of like um, I think we got to give him one more chance on this. Just I'm hoping they give a better a better plot line for him because like you said it just it's kind of been hit or miss with these bonds and casino royale was just amazing like so this was... is gonna be the fifth one dave sorry yeah okay. uh wait fifth. it's hard yeah that's right quantum solace casino yeah, royale. you're yeah. right sorry I, com- I honestly completely forgot about like all the the i forgot it was actually the fifth one i was thinking this might have been the fourth one until uh peter you went through the whole list and i'm like oh i completely forgot about like quantum of solace and stuff like that it just they i, I don't know they just didn't do them for me but but yeah, no, I I think you know Daniel Craig will just do one more. Um, I think how many did Pierce Brosnan have? It was probably like six, almost five, six. Was that about where it was? Yeah, I think it was four or five. Four or five, yeah. I mean, we we don't. Four, I, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I'd prefer if they didn't go back to the 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 ridiculous type of bonds as they were and kind of keep with this realistic type bond. I thought it'd be kind of cool and maybe just tie into that whole fact that it's a code name and not an actual person. Maybe they can do that with the with this new series. I don't know. What's y'all thoughts? Just real quick question. So what are your thoughts on like the, I guess since I'll go just since the nineties, since Goldeneye, like is Goldeneye the best, like, or do you think Casino Royale or like uh Skyfall? Those are the, I think they're probably the best Bond movies of the last 20 years. But what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that, have you seen Goldeneye recently? Uh, it's been a while, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> I unfortunately, think about the game more than i think about the, the movie and i went back and actually watched the movie and i'm like oh this was this was not a good one you didn't like it okay <laughs> i why well, rewatching it it didn't it didn't do as much as it was back in the day i i'd prefer playing the game the game was phenomenal so <laughs> i guess it just had so much of it it was like the bond being back uh that part of it i guess got it and then casino royale was i thought it was a really good movie but i mean hands down skyfall has been the best one in, uh, out of the daniel craig pierce brosnan um window but um, I mean, I, I guess the second, uh, or to follow up on what you were saying, Dave, 
Uh, I'm excited that he's going to get another opportunity. I think Spectre uh, for, excuse me, for having Christopher Christoph Waltz as the villain, who I hold in high regard, I thought would have been a lot better than what it was. Um, and Javier Bardem is a villain in uh, in Quantum of Solace. Was really wait was that Quantum of Solace? Skyfall? Shit. Uh, it was. They it all was run also, together now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Sky Skyfall seems to have uh, definitely taken the cake out of all of those movies. Uh, it it went a different route than any previous Bond movie. Um, so yeah, I think they've done a great job. Would love to see them totally redeem themselves and have him go out on a on a high note. So, but uh, what about you guys, Peter and uh, Matt? You want them to pull a Harry Stamper and totally redeem themselves? Um, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I want. Nice. So. I'm definitely, like you've all mentioned, I'm definitely glad that he's getting a chance to do a fifth because um, Spectre was a, a, I don't even think I rushed to go see it. Skyfall, I was on a work trip at like basically a compound for, for training and we had to get like explicit permission to leave to go see Skyfall. I think I saw Spectre like three or four weeks after it came out just because my level of interest was not ex- especially high from the trailers uh, despite Christoph Waltz um, and uh uh, Dave Batista, but uh, it, it's it, and even in that time, where I had the reviews kind of level set the expectations. It was still a bit of a disappointment. Um, so definitely looking forward to probably going out on a high note or a swan song, as Peter mentioned. And and to to Dave's point, I, I wouldn't mind if they tried to return to some semblance of a, a James Bondy esque, um, you know, kind of spy having some gadgets and, and things like that though i think at this point they're gonna they're gonna stick with the more realistic take which which is perfectly fine um but you and the the best part about that is you really had uh the kingsman come in and fill that void where the kingsman is giving you those gadgets and giving you kind of that uh um that sense of a spy and maybe it's just me obviously there's more comedy and kind of a more uh adult themes to that series in yeah. general um but I think they they capitalized on James Bond completely ignoring that facet of the the series. So um, I think they both have their place. I'm looking forward to to the idea of a, a fifth, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And I mean, really, there's at this point the only way is up from Spectre. So just to uh, just to answer the question everybody was asking, uh, it was Sean Connery was in seven films. Uh, Timothy Dalton was in two. Roger Moore was also in seven. Pierce Brosnan was in four, and then Daniel Craig's gonna have five. So kind of right in the middle of wow. the pack. Does yeah. Sean does Sean Connery seven? Does that include his um, non-canon? It in, yes, correct. Okay. It includes his never, unofficial. Never say never again. Yes. <laughs> so he his last one that he did in '83 was the um, the non the non-canon movie. And, and I appreciate that. Eon. I appreciate that, and just and just to go back to to Dave's claim on uh, Goldeneye, and you know all of our fondness for it back at the time. One, it was the '90s. Let's give it that credit that the '90s always has on everything. But it, I think it was the first movie that we were all old enough. It was the first James Bond we got to actually see in theaters, right? Without a doubt. So, um, yeah. it obviously has that kind of nostalgia for us, and it it was probably perceived as, as so well done, but. I did watch part of it recently. I thought it was still fine, and you just kind of have to take it with the one, it being the 90s, two, it being the more campy James Bond style, um, and not at all being the style that they went for with Casino Rao. So it's kind of like it's kind of like watching one of the Batman 
um, the, the yeah. original four ser- four movies versus you know the Dark Knight trilogy. It's a completely different thing. It doesn't mean that Batman or Batman Returns or even Batman Forever aren't worth watching, um, but you kind of have to watch them with a different perception or a different expectation than you would watching the Dark Knight series. So that that's kind of where right. that's kind of how I would compare the two or appreciate both. Fair enough. Fair comparison. Correct. Indeed. All right. So kind of moving on. Here's this is one that kind of came out yesterday, and it's it's a funny one. So. Again, this is another thing we've talked about before on the podcast, but uh, it's it's kind of a mystery what's going to happen with the new Batman movie. So obviously, Batman versus Superman did not do so well. Uh, you know, you've got Justice Le- Justice League coming out shortly, and that's gonna that's gonna hopefully tell you know what may happen with the DC universe. Uh, again, Wonder Woman has done a great job in giving us a good film, so we're hoping to continue that because nobody likes watching crap. But um, <laughs> you know. At one point, Ben Affleck was obviously he's still set to star, but at one point he was also going to direct and write the new Batman spinoff that's going to come, I think, in like 2019 or 2020. And over the last few weeks and months, he's dropped out of writing it, dropped out of directing it. And now there's whispers that after Justice League, uh, Ben Affleck is slowly going to bow out of uh, playing Batman. And so yesterday, Casey Affleck, his brother, was on a random radio show. And, uh, you know, they started asking him about Ben being Batman. And he made a comment that, you know, hey, he's probably not going to do the next one. And then immediately backtracked on his statement. So, you know, we don't we don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, but I'm definitely curious from you guys on whether you, A, think he's going to play it, and B, whether you really care if he does or not. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him get a standalone film. I, you know, it's a lot of speculation at this point, and like you said, it's gone back and forth. Um, Casey Affleck could be screwing with us, like he tried to get Joaquin Phoenix to do a few years ago with that little um, <laughs> installation. That yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he just kind of was done with it. Um, but I'd like to see him do a standalone. I think he's done a good job, as especially as Bruce Wayne. So it'd be nice to see more of the Batman. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Matt. I think it's he's done a great job representing the like that 40, 40 plus Bruce Wayne and having the uh you know, the advanced uh gadgets as as he gets older. So I I definitely would love to see the movie with him as a standalone, but you know, there's so much talk of things that are going to go on in the DC universe from a uh Nightwing movie to a, you know, after the Justice League movie to the Batman individual movie that they talked about. But at this point, it's all rumors. And I mean, Casey Affleck is not Ben Affleck. So, um, I mean, he he could have his opinions, but I don't necessarily. I think money talks and people walk. So if he's paid enough, he'll stick around and, and play Batman. Because um, I think DC and Warner Brothers wants him to. But uh what do you guys think? Do you think that DC and Warner Brothers wants him to stay around? Based on the way things have been going, probably not. <laughs> That's kind of what my, my my gauge on it is: is that it, it's it sounds like there's a lot of internal turmoil, and they're kind of locked into keeping him because they already have him as a character that's already been kind of sitting there. And I mean, honestly, I didn't think he did terrible in the in the films. I mean, he's not the he's not the worst Batman, so we got that going for us. 
That's really all I got on that. <laughs> that was a, that was a great uh, great is, voice of uh, support there. He, yeah, he wasn't that, a terrible is, is that, Batman. Why do you have to take, dig at Adam West like that? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! Don't even say that. Adam West is not kidding. the worst. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you leave him. It's clearly it's Michael God Keaton. God rest we his soul. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think you guys are right. Time will tell. I, I'm. I think I'm with. I'm with. Uh, you know, Sean and Matt in terms of it would be. I think it'd be good to see him come back. I thought his take in BVS was actually one of the better parts of that movie as a whole. Um, I actually revisited uh, the the extended cut the other day and it's not that bad i mean it's not great it's not that bad i think the extended cut helps a bit but um yeah i think it'd be good to see him but if i had to guess he's not going to be back but but we shall see um so the last thing to talk about is it's been all over the front pages of everything i mean new york times fortune you name it talking about this so there's been a service that came out i think it originally came out in 2011 i don't know if yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Um, and the, the purpose of this was to essentially provide a Netflix-type service for consumers so that they can sign up, they can go to a movie theater, they could you know buy a plan that says, as long as I go to a participating theater, I can see one movie, two movies, you know, a set number of movies per month, and my monthly fee will cover those movies. So this has been around for a while. The prices have fluctuated anywhere from 20 bucks to 50 bucks, depending on the market you're in. So, you know, for instance, if you're in New York, you're going to pay an arm and a leg. If you're in, you know, Kansas, it's going to be on the lower end. Um, They have signed or, you know, over time, they have gotten all the major movie theater chains to sign up. So Regal, Cinemark, AMC have all signed up to their plan. Uh, well, the big news is that recently, as of yesterday, uh, MoviePass had a stake of their company bought by, essentially, it's a, a data, and I think it's a data and marketing firm. And they essentially bought in and, and seeded a bunch of money in order for MoviePass to now provide a $10 a month service that allows you to see one movie per day at any of their participating theaters. So doing the math, you can literally see 30 movies a month and that's going to cost you 10 bucks. Now, you know, the, the, there's a ton of questions here around, you know, is this sustainable? How is this going to work out? Uh, you know, there's already been news that AMC is trying to back out of the contract. You know, I think this is an interesting conversation for us because uh, we found out about it. And as being people that love to watch movies and review movies, this was a no brainer. So we all immediately signed up and I think we're all extremely excited about it. But, you know, kind of curious on you guys' thoughts on a, you know, how is this going to turn out? I mean, is this, do we think this has legs? Is this going to be something that, you know, does become the next Netflix and are other people going to do this type of thing for seeing a movie in a theater or do we think this is going to crash and burn? Well, I'll jump in here because I think the idea in theory is great. Um, as you mentioned, Peter, we all, we all jumped on this as soon as you kind of told us about it. So we would love to see it succeed since uh, we go see a lot of movies and we would make out, we'd be like the perfect um the perfect user for the for the app. So uh, I think in theory it'll work out. I think they need to have some support from the theater system um, with the talks of AMC kind of being against this. I, I would think that they're going to just, AMC will back out and do their own thing um, because, I mean, movie theaters in general, people just don't go as often as they did back in, you know, the 70s and 80s when there was less 
opportunity to see movie th- like movies um sit on your couch yeah i mean you could yeah you couldn't sit on your couch to watch movies like you can now like the way that people are accessing content has changed and that has a, whether they'll admit it or not i mean numbers don't lie they're they're being affected by this so if amc or if uh you know or regal or uh cinemark or whoever the you know the the many movie chains that are out or uh chains that are out there i think uh the group that i told you guys about yesterday like studio movie grow which has a uh, theaters in um probably like 30 states or so or 20 states i think i forgot how many it is but they uh, they have some cash influx into this uh, movie pass so at least you got that going for you so <laughs> you can use your movie pass there but we I, I think this is gonna be one of those things that it'll be an ever-evolving um you know line of business because i feel like you'll get amc you'll get you know eventually if movie pass ends up partnering with another movie theater uh group and it'll change the way we're seeing movies but if it's movie pass that creates the you know creates the change or if there's another you know another app that wins out ultimately but i think it's going to change for the better so but what about you guys i mean I know you kind of went into it a little bit, Peter, but Matt, David, what do you guys think? So, so just to, to jump in there, I don't think there's any any disillusion in the in the theater industry that they're they're losing losing viewers. I, I know that obviously we have these blockbusters that are great for studios and the theaters because they're getting people to go see them. Um, but there's also a lot of understanding that people are waiting for Netflix and Amazon and Netflix is obviously, you know, they're releasing stuff directly to streaming video on demand is much more accessible now than it used to be. So the theaters change are already having to compete with that. Um, and while this isn't direct com- competition in the immediate, since movie pass is going to be paying full, full ticket prices to the theaters, I, I think all of them, especially obviously AMC's reluctance, is concern over how their their you know their model is going to have a huge fan base that may enable them to disrupt theater chains um, operations you know in the long term. So that's what AMC is concerned about. Um, I think in the short term they'll they'll probably recognize an increase in viewership uh, and attendance. Excuse me. And obviously they're going to reap some benefits there because if I'm not spending money on tickets, I'm probably going to be much more likely to buy something at the concessions. Um, though admittedly I'm probably addicted to popcorn anyway, so <laughs> it's probably going to happen anyway. But in, in terms of the, 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 the current model, $10 is probably a little low, especially coming from, uh, from the Bay area in California. I know that I was spending over $10 for a pretty standard ticket, uh, regularly anyway. Um, but I'd like to think that if they could keep it under $20, not that I want anybody to increase, increase tickets, this is guaranteed to 12 months, so it's definitely a good bargain for anybody who sees one movie a month or two movies a month if you're in the Midwest. Um, but even at 20 bucks, I think it's going to be a very valuable for consumers and maybe a little more realistic as a sustainable model. But the, at that same time, the theater chains themselves, which already have loyalty programs, which are also going to be impacted, may try their own hand at it, just like we discussed you know, Disney's doing their own streaming service in the next couple of years. This movie pass, um, you know, shakeup is probably going to inspire or encourage or basically just force Regal, Cinemark, and uh, AMC to kind of up their loyalty program. For one, AMC charges for their top tier loyalty program, where at least Cinemark and, and Regal, their 
you know, you just attend more and you get more benefits. AMC charges more. So maybe if you start charging, maybe they'll actually increase what loyalty gives you. Um, but in any case, for the next 12 months, I'm going to enjoy it, whether it's sustainable or not. Um, at least we can kind of all participate and get a get a good benefit out of it. So, so, so correct, correct me if I'm oh, good. Sorry. Oh, uh, you know, I was just going to say that the real the real thing I want to see is more e-ticketing and uh, sit figuring a way to uh, do some sort of supplement for IMAX or other showings. Not going to not going to look a gift horse in the mouth there, but uh, you know. <laughs> Even though I haven't used it yet, I'm ready for for seeing Thor and IMAX. <laughs> yeah, already asking for more, man. It's always always more. always. But you yeah. enjoy it, man. Well, you can go see a movie a day. I love going to the theaters. Like Wind River is something that I really appreciate, even though it's not exactly a blockbuster or something. It's something that I'm really excited to go see and kind of be encapsulated in in the theater experience versus seeing something at home. And I'm hoping that Movie Pass kind of revitalizes that for people that do wait for Netflix. Um, cause I think I have a lot of friends that don't appreciate the movie experience anymore. And I'd like for more people to go, go and enjoy the kind of, I know it's not like the opera or theater or real arts, but it, you know, it, it is still something that's, it's better. And I, I'm not anti-piracy or viewing at home. I'm not a theater a marketeer, but, uh, it, it's nice to go see things on the big picture when nobody's pulling out their phone or chatting to you. Um, at least in an ideal setting, we've all been in theaters where people do. Worst comes to worst, uh, Sean Parker's trying to create a service where everybody can rent a, a new theater movie and watch it at home for 50 bucks. So, you know, we could we could go that route and then never go to a theater For, again. for you non-hip folks, Sean Parker is the Napster uh, creator, played by Seth Green in uh, The Italian Job and played by Justin Timberlake in the actual real <laughs> Sean Parker story uh, in The Social Network. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. Indeed. No, no, you're good. No, 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 no. But in the Italian job, he no Sean Parker stole Napster from him. You're yes, right. David the is the real correct. Napster. I'm sorry. That's right. He's the, the real, real Napster. Yeah. He's the real <laughs> Napster guy. But no, no. So no. But I think you know, for for our purposes and for those who are go see at least you know one to two movies a month. This is this is a deal and a half. And I know their their uh, movie passes servers have apparently were not. Um, anticipating the amount of uh, influx they were getting. So they've been kind of crashing. So we're waiting to see how this all is. We've got our cards coming in the mail, so we're all excited. But uh, I guess that brings us to uh, the actual review this after, this evening, uh, The Big Sick. So um, real quick, um, I know this was a, uh, a romantic a rom-com, if you will. Uh, Sean, you suggested that we go see this with our significant others or a date. Did, uh, did anybody go see it with their, uh, their wives, girlfriends, or, uh, new lady for the <laughs> or, evening? Or, or Bumble Tinder, uh, except hey, you know, that's like... <laughs> what I said the evening. Did anybody ever go, did anybody go see it? I, I was unable to. Um, no, uh, Amy went, I, I went, uh, I went Amy and I, like, my girlfriend and I went and saw it, um, and we made it, like, a Saturday evening of it, so it was, uh, it, I mean... It, we we did the whole thing like the I haven't been to a movie in on a Saturday night or Friday night in forever because most of the times I go see movies are Sunday afternoons or Sunday morning, so that was an experience in and of itself. But uh, I also went the art house approach, which is a little bit different than the uh, major cinema, given that this isn't doesn't have the wide release like a lot of other films we see and discuss do. But I, I was blown away at how packed the the theater was on Saturday night for this movie. So, yeah, it was packed house and given the limited release, because I know you guys said there was a couple of theaters that were a little bit farther away that you guys had to go to see the big sick. But, uh, yeah, I, we, we made the whole experience. Uh, Amy and myself both liked the, the movie. Um, 
for what it is, it's a, uh, you know, it's, I, I didn't realize the, I guess going into it, I didn't do as much, as much, um, reading on it as I should have probably, but had no idea that that was, um, real life experiences turned into, you know, cinematic adventure. So it, it, uh, that sort of kind of gives you a little bit of like perspective on the movie itself. It's like, oh shit, this is somebody's actual life. Um, but yeah, overall, we both enjoyed it, uh, had the full experience, you know, popcorn. Um, I had a beer, good movie, uh, Trogues, Trogues Brewery helped, helped, uh, their perpetual IPA. I enjoyed that during the movie. So, um, but I didn't know if, uh, Peter, did you actually see it with Katie or what did you guys do? Yeah, we actually weren't able to just because, uh, you know, we've had a, a crazy week this week, um, so there's only time for, for one of us to go and weren't able to go see a, a kid's showing because obviously we've got a Well, I think, I think next time you stay at home with, with uh, you know, your, your child and she goes and see it. We'll, we'll chat with her. I, you I know, know what? You'd probably get a much better review out of her. So <laughs> I see how it yeah. is, guys. I see how it is. Well, we're not arguing <laughs> against this, as you could probably tell. So, you know, we're kind of excited. Get, get, a, fine, get a little fine, fresh, uh, fresh person on here. <laughs> What about what about you, Matt? Did you uh, how did how did you fare with your uh, experiences? I know we were waiting to hear about that. Oh yeah, there were there were plenty of ladies eager on the tenders and the bumbles of the world to have a random uh, guy ask them to go see uh, a movie they've never <laughs> heard of. Um, but uh, given that I do not look like uh, Brad Pitt and do not pass Rule One and Two, I did not get any takers for it. Though it did, it did uh, spark up some good conversations with some folks. So we'll see where those go. Um, they they nice. just weren't eager for a, a movie on a Sunday, which is of course you know, God's <laughs> day. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, see. You know, uh, Matt, or they were just uh, suffering from the Sunday scaries. And well, it, it's it's also not just a movie they they had never heard of, but it's also hey, the only theater playing it's thirty miles away. So should we go meet up? and uh, drive 30 miles together let's <laughs> yeah, that, let's roll hey do you want to get in a car with me and we've never met and drive for 35 minutes 40 yeah, minutes that's just a little <laughs> that, bit that, you, you like blindfolds they're, right they're reading that as like a yeah i was gonna say this, this reads like a this reads like a dateline episode starting off yeah, uh, yeah. matt uh, yeah but yeah i thought that that would be uh i thought that'd be a tough one but hey i i commend you nonetheless for giving it a shot though but um, so, yeah, so and, and if we're going that route, um, I, I went stag as well. Um, I, as I got in there, I realized very quickly, I didn't realize it was a rom-com going in. I just thought it was going to be a comedy. Didn't think it was very heavily rom-com. It was all couples and uh, girl groups. So I had a, a group of uh, young ladies sit behind me, about four of them. And they, as would as they normally do, were talking during the film, commenting on it. So it was... Uh, Fairly entertaining. I was laughing at their jokes too. So much David, as I hate I, I, talking gonna, during a movie. You said two as though there. there were jokes in the movie. <laughs> this guy's Ooh. a tough guy over here. With, must be wearing a sleeveless shirt tonight, Matt. Uh, but I just think it's uh, <laughs> <What the> fuck? <laughs> a tough guy. Who, who said I was wearing a shirt? Uh, I'm in a hotel, man. That's naked time all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, tough guys don't wear shirts either. What the hell? Sleeves, sleeveless shirts? With the, what are those, right? Um, I, uh, I was laughing because David, we talked about this last week in depth that this was a romantic comedy, uh, that we were going to go see and we were going to like, I, I just, I'm, I'm starting to question whether you pay attention or if you just completely, <laughs> we, we know I don't pay purpose. attention. We, we already know the answer to this. I do not pay attention. I have worse, uh, brain okay. or, fall, or dad brain. Than I, I, I can't believe that you honest, 
you honestly did not know that this was a romantic comedy. Well, it, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't so much that I, I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be in that in depth about it. Like it was legit. I'm going okay. All right, fair enough. I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel like I should have brought somebody with me on this one. Yeah, I feel a little awkward seeing yeah, this by myself. Should, yeah. but it's it's a shame that Sean didn't suggest that you bring somebody with you. <laughs> yeah, like if we would have talked about that on the podcast last week, maybe that would have been a good idea, though, right, Matt? Though I will say that in my showing, um, it was a Sunday morning showing, as, as Sean mentioned. Um, I was not going to go see this on a Saturday night stag. Um, <laughs> and and even even during those, I even when I have somebody to go with, I much prefer morning showings just to get that out there because the crowd on, as you mentioned, Sean, is so miserable to, and I get everybody has to do their yeah. dates. It's it's all respectable, but their date shouldn't make my date more uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> though she probably appreciates <laughs> pu- the public audience. Um, Dude, who doesn't love brunch? You should have just said, hey, we're going to go see this movie like and get brunch and like not mention anything else. But anyway. I appreciate, 40 I appreciate the dating I'm, tips. I'm a brunch enthusiast. Um, but no, so... There were only six people in the theater, including me. One was another person by themselves and like a group of clearly not couples. Um, but, you know, just seeing it. So it was it was definitely not necessarily a surprise because it was kind of a not necessarily a huge theater, but it, it was in a kind of a bigger area. But, yeah, I, I did expect more folks, though. Also, just to add, it has been, I think, what, four or five weeks since it came out. So even though it wasn't a huge yeah. release, even when it did come out, it has been a while. So. If anything, I it probably had a pretty decent uptick in the second or third weeks just due to word of mouth. Um, but since it's just now, it's just you know the curse of time. Do you, Matt? Do you think that this movie was uh, like? I, I'm kind of confused because I, I guess when I saw it, there's a lot of people. So do you think that it's continuing to build steam, or you think it's dying out at this point? Sorry. I, I think it's I think it's dying out. I think it was probably picking up steam, and, and I don't think a morning showing is a is a good classification or a good a good way to judge whether or not you know the trend is, is going up. But I think we talked about box office numbers last week, and it wasn't you know it's probably never going to be a big one. But um, I think I think it, when I saw the trending, I think it was trending down at this point. Um, and so you know it it's not bad to for this movie to be released for you know and, and kind of not too much fanfare. Um, for it to be out for five, six weeks with, with people still going to see it. So it's, it's, I think it has good legs. Uh, I just think it's, you know, we caught it at the tail end. So this was, this was an Amazon um, movie, correct? Like yeah, a, actually. Amazon produced yeah, it movie. Was, Could, yeah. 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 Way to touch on that. Cause that, that was one of the things I know I was going to mention is that this is another one of those Amazon slash Netflix slash, you know, that's the, that's the way things are going these days that they're trying to get the content, right? Just to not confuse folks, Netflix didn't have anything to do with it. All credit to Amazon. No, it's just yeah, not this one, but Amazon does. Yeah. No, I know streaming streaming service doing their own content. Yeah, I'm with you. Sorry for the confusion, guys. Yeah, we got you, Sean. We'll correct you when you're wrong. Um, but like, so in terms of that, but like the fact that it was an, an Amazon film, did do y'all feel like it didn't have enough? Um, I guess uh, marketing that that pushed it through. You think maybe because they were kind of holding off on and hoping this would be more of a word of mouth? Because, you know, if they would have pushed it as a, you know, a Judd Apatow um, uh, produced film, I think they might have gotten a little bit more uptick um, rather than going the word of mouth kind of thing, it seemed like. Did y'all feel like there was a lot of um, advertisement? I mean, um, marketing? I actually hadn't seen a trailer until I um, remembered to watch one before I went to the theater. I didn't actually, I was telling somebody I was going to see it. So I, I, you know, we brought up the trailer. I've, I didn't realize until that point that I had never seen a trailer. So to that point, there was, uh, you know, not, not as much marketing as there should have been. I think, I think you're right, Dave, if they had just dropped the Apatow label on it, 
um, and and showed a few more commercials. And I do have cable. Um, I'm not I'm not quite Peter, or I do have TV. I'm not I'm not quite Peter, but uh, I, I still don't think I watch a lot of ca- you know watch a lot of shows that give me commercials. Or if I do, I probably have a DVR and skip through them. But in either case, see plenty of movies where I don't remember seeing this ever appearing in front of them. Uh, so it's it's a shame. I think they could have got a, quite a, quite a few people to go see it if they had marketed a little bit more. Yeah, and, and I think this is definitely. I mean, I've been spreading it word of mouth at least, telling people to go see it as a good you know date night type movie. I'm not sure why it went that route in terms of like a marketing perspective, but you know it's. It was, it was, I mean, from, from, from what I, I enjoyed the heck out of it, um, we'll get into it a little bit more as to kind of why we enjoyed it. But I mean, from, from an overall perspective, how did y'all feel about this movie? Was it thoroughly enjoyable for y'all? We didn't really touch too much on that. We kind of got our, our, our viewing and our, um, at the theater type situation, but we actually didn't really talk much about how we, how we uh, viewed this movie in terms of overall thoughts. So, uh, Matt, did you, uh, want to touch on that a little bit? I, I thought it was perfectly fine. I, you know, I'm glad I saw it, um, but knowing that it was on Amazon, or you know, it was it was produced by Amazon. Once I saw that production logo come on, I kind of wish I, you know, I think I would have been perfectly fine, you know, um, seeing it on Amazon Prime, watching it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, at that point. But again, to to my earlier point, I do, you know, I was perfectly happy seeing it in theaters, having the the full experience. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. I don't think I was as as into it as you guys were. I, I still think it was a good movie. It had really good moments. Um, but overall, it, it wasn't quite up there for for what I was hoping based on the reviews. So, what about you, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I for me, I was I was pleased with it. It's one of those where it's always hard if you keep up with movies and kind of track their their Rotten Tomato score with you, if you will, or kind of the buzz because it it usually sets you up for disaster. Um, but I will say, I walked out and I was I wasn't I was definitely happy with with the film. I had a good time with it. Overall, I think it could have probably cut 10 to 15 minutes off and it would have made it a tighter film. I think it kind of dragged on a bit at the end. And, and granted, this is a true story. So, you know, what's what's happening in the film is mostly based off real events. But, um, you know, I think I was impressed with the way that it was a rom-com, but at the same time, it was very much a story of the journey of um, Kumal as opposed to just him trying to go get the girl. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting just holistically was, you know, you're used to these rom-coms where the, the main actor, you know, he, he finds the girl, he goes through, they, they go up and up and up. And then there's something that happens in the third act where, you know, he, he does something bad or she does something bad and they break up for a while. And then at the end of the movie, they come back together. This was one of those where it kind of had ups and downs throughout. So, I mean, you know, very early on something, something detrimental happens. Then shortly thereafter, another big thing happens. And then, you know, there's, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, peaks and valleys throughout his journey. So I thought it kind of kept you guessing as opposed to following the same, the same process that all these rom-coms do. But um, just, it's, it's a long way to say I, I was pleased with it. And I, I'm glad I went to go see it in theaters. It is hard again too, because this isn't a movie that you have to go see in a theater because there's nothing that it's offering that requires you to have to be sitting in a, in a theater seat. But again, I, I'm glad I went to go see it. So um so dave what about you so i'm i'm on the same page as you uh peter um i I definitely enjoyed the heck out of this movie um i I liked how 
Um, there were a lot more twists and turns in this, just because it's kind of like how uh, it didn't follow that typical rom-com, you know, three-parter. Um, and and I agree that this is kind of a movie that you really don't need to see in a theater. Um, but if you're if you want to go have like a good date night and you and you you want to go have that you know that theater experience, this is a great movie for that. I I, I noticed it was men and women were thoroughly enjoying it while uh, while we were viewing it. Everybody was laughing at you know. I'm going to say there were parts that I laughed at that I thought were funnier than some of the people uh, in the in the crowd. But I think that's just because of our our interesting humor that appreciates some uh, epitaph and uh, some of the the stuff that uh, Kumal actually has. And I mean, if we're all fans of Silicon Valley, you kind of get uh, little bits and parts of, of that uh, type of humor. So overall, thoroughly enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, like like we both said, you know, date night if for the theater experience. Go do it. Sean. Yeah, I know I briefly touched on this earlier, but I, we, Amy and I both enjoyed it. We thought that the movie itself was um, entertaining. You know, the the storyline is definitely something that you don't see this that often, where you get a romantic comedy that has a little bit more depth than, you know, your average rom-com. But uh, definitely enjoyed the experience. To Matt's point, it, it's one of those movies that you don't need to go watch in theaters, but uh, I enjoy going you know, getting out on a Saturday night. It, like we mentioned, we were fav- we we tend to favor the morning movies on the weekend, like a Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. So this was that that Saturday night experience, which I hadn't had in a while. So um, good movie if you're looking for a date night. But uh, I don't think there's a lot of competition for a date night movie right now um, outside of like a Dunkirk maybe. But uh, you're at the point in the summer where <laughs> this is one of those movies that uh, I mean, I thought Dunkirk was a good movie that everybody can enjoy. What do you, you don't laugh at that. No, I mean, <laughs> Dunkirk is a good movie for everybody. I still want to call it a date date night movie, and I, I think this is definitely if you're if you're going on a it's, date, it's, it's a, this is definitely a movie to see in the in the in the as a four weeks. I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. I let any any and all comers go see movies that are good. Hey, so. I, I took a girl to go um, see Barbershop in high school, so I mean, any movie is a date movie. <laughs> how did that work out for you she didn't find it as funny as i did <laughs> but, uh, you don't say uh, but yeah to, but it, it's a good movie though nonetheless and i think um you know i i i like where kamal's going with um you know his career so hopefully you get to see more of him and uh you know matt you, you really didn't you weren't as on board with it as much as we were uh so so what were the big negatives that you you took away from it that kind of just didn't you know, put you in that. I think that the mood. I I think the story was very engaging. Um, I, I thought, you know, obviously uh, a serious note um, comes comes in about halfway through. Um, and and to Peter's point, I, I think it was maybe 15, 10, 15 minutes long, and it, it could have been a little a little shorter, a little quicker uh, in terms of pacing in some of the parts, especially towards the end. But in in terms of the actual comedy part of the rom com, I, I thought it was lacking. Uh, for the most part, there are a few jokes that landed very well for me, and you know, as you mentioned, Dave, I appreciated them uh, much more than some of the other folks in the audience. Uh, so much so that uh, yeah. I kind of had to cover my mouth and like tuck away. Uh, a prime example, and <laughs> I, I think so much of it reminded me of Funny People, um, and I thought the Funny People aspect of it, and, and I know we'll compare a little bit more later to some of these other similar style and most likely Apatow productions. Um, and funny people is very unappreciated, and I've talked about it before in, in, in my in my perspective. And I thought it did a much better job with the the actual comedy aspect, especially the the kind of stand up um, 
same kind of thing. Seth Rogen's trying to be a stand-up, you know, going to a nightclub and, and sorry, going to a comedy club and trying to fill in and, and do these types of things. And, and Kumal was doing the same thing. And I think what it had Bo Burnham and uh, a couple of the folks I'm not familiar with. And that, that whole yeah. field didn't, didn't really resonate with me as much. And I'm not a stand-up comedian and I don't frequent comedy clubs as much. Um, but just the overall field didn't land as well. Uh, for me as well as the banter felt forced between the comedians uh, more so than it did in funny people and i guess for that and it's probably not a fair comparison but for that reason those those things didn't land with me as well as the initial interactions between kumal and um, emily um, they felt um, a little i'm glad they worked if those were the real pickup lines he used on her i'm glad they worked uh, but some of those they weren't convincing for me and so maybe it's just that i'm single right now so i would i'm picturing myself pick up on girls in the same way um i don't know how to write a girl's name in Urdu, but even if i tried i don't think it would be uh, a seductive tech a seduction technique successfully um so i guess that's kind of where i landed on my my think is go for go for another language go for another language yeah english like japanese or chinese um, where it's all characters can definitely say fuck it. if it's a latin-based language i can write your name in it <laughs> but yeah so you know probably probably enough on that again i think it's worth seeing for sure i just and i think it was a good movie but it just i'm not as high on it i'm not gonna tell everybody to go see it if somebody's a couple and they're asking for a date night movie and they are looking to see something in the next five days i'm gonna tell them to go see it um or tell them to rent it when it's available or see it digitally um but it, it's i'm gonna demand that they see funny people first Matt, I'm glad you brought that up because I know uh, I I mentioned this when I was leaving the movie theater. I said uh, I had asked Amy if she had ever seen Funny People because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's a Judd Apatow movie as well, right? Yeah, and that's not just production. He wrote and directed that one. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's there's that connection there, and then the fact that it's similar, you know, similar storylines, not not 100 percent like the the romantic relationship part of it, but um, the stand up comedy is is you know part of is a huge part of the story so as well as the um, illness that one of the characters exactly, has so, so it's it's kind of funny it's almost like Judd Apatow knew Kamal and was like hey I'm going to um, take your story <laughs> and make it different enough that it's not your story in case you ever want to tell your story but dibs and uh, Kamal <laughs> Kamal finally had the clout to, to actually tell his story um, and, and I'm glad he, I'm glad he was able to but but yeah I, I do agree I think there was some 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 good performances in this. I I must say, like I don't really know a lot of things that Holly Hunter's been in besides like a TBS show uh, or TNT show, one of those um, the last few years. But uh, I thought Holly Hunter and Ray Romano were awesome, and I, I thought that they were like really some of the standouts. But um, but yeah, that that was highlight for me. So real thing was I, I really wanted to at the end of the movie I wanted to see what her dad um, actually uh, was like. Like in, I was hoping they were going to show like a real video of like their interactions at the end because you know that at the very end they actually showed pictures of the actual real people it was based off of. Because um, I really wanted to see if her dad was like that because it was that Ray Romano has this, <laughs> that dry humor that he hits and it's like it's that self-deprecating dry sense of humor. Matt, very similar to what you you you, you do. I appreciate the comparison to Ray <laughs> Romano, by the way. Uh, that's the best yeah. compliment ever. But I have to say, Dave, I'm not sure a picture could quite encapsulate whether or not somebody has a dry well, sense. No, of no, humor. no, video. No, 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 video of just him talking and inter- like see if they happen to have a video of him interacting I, with somebody because I was I did very curious see, to see how he wanted this to be. I did read about that, Dave. His, her dad is not like New York kind of accent vibe. Like her dad apparently is very Southern uh, and talked with a twang and made like 
so it's a little bit different there. I know, like they made Holly Hunter have like the southern, you know, yeah, southern she, she beat that. Male, well, she beat that yeah. Maybe they mix it up because Ray Romano can't do a southern twang. That might have been. That might have been. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm I can, I can sound, I can speak I'm glad like he a didn't Yorker, try it. So. I'd rather appreciate. I appreciate the fact that they don't try to do a southern twang because it would just. It probably would have ruined it, Matt. You're right. <laughs> I think it would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> It would have ruined the movie, but I think it would have been funny. Ray Romano trying to do a southern twang, but but anywho, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I thought it was you know one of those movies where you you I don't know because it was based on a true story or did they say it was based or if it was um, no that's that was a true story. It's it's a true story for like I think you know ninety five percent of it is true. Okay, because I was curious if her dad was actually like that. That's that was my big thing. If most of the people that they portrayed in this were very similar in, in aspect of it, because um, if Ray Romano in that particular thing was somebody, one of my friends' dad, I'd be like, I want to hang out with you all the time because he was just knocking them left and right with the with the with the comments. So I thought it was funny. So I just want to say, like, the joke that I laughed the hardest at in the whole movie was the nine eleven joke. I think we can laugh about like jokes <laughs> that was, that about that good. now. Uh, when he <laughs> says it was a tragedy, we lost nineteen of our best guys, and then like the because of the science, he's like, yeah, that that was a joke, like obviously. Um, but that was one of the things I laughed. I laughed pretty pretty damn loud at. But uh, so I I, um, I completely agree, Sean. That was fantastic, and <laughs> you just mentioned one of my favorite things about Kumal throughout the movie, and not to go on the the. Dave, you know, saying I, you know, similarities to Ray Romano and me now comparing myself to Kamal, but um, I loved how often he had to tell people he was joking because I don't think I've gone a day in my life without having to just say something stupid. <laughs> people that. look at me like I'm a dumbass <laughs> and then have to be like, I, no, I, I'm not actually um, asking that. I, I, I'm joking. And so he, I think he did it probably five <laughs> or six times in the movie um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and respected the the plight of such a thing, and just to clarify, he's obviously funnier. But yeah, <laughs> he's just more uh, famous. That's the I, difference, I, Matt. You're funny. Don't worry, buddy. We got you. Uh, that was I mean, interesting, but good, I appreciate it. There's some good stuff in there, <laughs> like uh, the um, I thought Ad Bryant was pretty funny, and, and to your point, Matt, uh, not just Ad Bryant, but Bo Burnham as well. I thought that they were uh, they were pretty good. The roommate interaction was pretty funny. Um, I, apparently, I'm the only person that thought at, in the scene where she sleeps over and, and has to go to the diner at 3 a.m. because she has to take I a shit. I was laughing it. hysterically. I, that was hilarious. <laughs> I lost it. Uh, but apparently, I'm the only person that realized around me that she had to take a shit. <laughs> like Amy's like, "Why are you laughing?" I'm like, "Do you not? Am I the only person that's missing the fact that she like doesn't want to take a shit in front of him?" <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was funny because I think I've been guilty of. You know, not not necessarily that, but, you know, when you got to go, sometimes you got to go, right? The only reason I mentioned Aziz Ansari's uh, to Kumal here is because the family interaction. So I know in uh, Master of None, uh, Aziz um, uses his mom, his real mom and dad uh, in the mo- in the show. But I didn't know. Was this his was this Kumal's real mom and dad or, was, or those actors? I, that was I, that was actors. That was okay. they, Did you not stay yeah. to the end of the movie? Uh, I did, but what happened? Like, oh, they they showed pictures of the real, the family of, and the yeah. I saw, of, I saw of, that. Of I clearly different human I couldn't beings. Tell. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I couldn't tell. I was in the very back of the theater, so Sean just pulled the 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 white guy move, which is I can't tell the difference between all of you. You all look the same. Hence why I brought up Aziz. Well, I mean, and, he, he's an actor, so yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, but yeah, he, uh, I thought that the family interaction at the table was always funny, like, just because, like, you know, his mom was trying to, the whole arranged marriage thing, like, oh, look who just happens to stop by here. But yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, I think you guys kind of hit on a lot of the major parts that I was a fan of. Uh, one thing that I thought was a lot of fun was getting to see kind of the cultural interactions. It's something that we don't normally get to see in, in comedies necessarily, so you know, like you mentioned, Sean, you know, his mother bringing over the different uh, the different women over for him to meet, um, you know, a lot of the dialogue around, you know, poking fun at himself and, you know, what it's what, what it would be like to be, you know, somebody from Pakistan who lives in America and and going through the things that he would go through, especially as a stand up comedian. I really enjoyed the uh, the scene with Holly Hunter where she basically almost attacks the the guy at the comedy club who. Um, you know, is, is heckling Kamal. I thought that was a lot of fun. Just get, first of all, get to see her. Um, yeah, it's kind of the first scene where we see her take a liking to Kamal and maybe that's not the right way to put it, but you know, there's, there's a bit of a standoff before that because he's obviously broken her daughter's heart. And then they go to the comedy club and you can see that she realizes, you know, he is a good person and he, she stands up for him. So I thought that was a really fun scene. Did she realize he was a good person or did she just not like the racist guy? At that point, why? Well, because you can still dislike I, I a particular a person bit. and hate people being racist. It's all it's I, all. Possible. I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't remember. I think the point it's a there. little bit of yeah, both. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. She yeah, definitely respected they, them. They show them. Yeah. Yeah, because they they show them watching the the other comedians and they're kind of she she's actually on her iPad with the other comedians and then he comes up to do stand up and she actually has a visible smile and is kind of laughing at the joke. So to me, it kind of seemed like that that moment where she's opening up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the other fun part about that scene is that Ray Romano completely just goes, you know, ape shit at the very end. And it was, it was kind of funny to see. It was, it was somewhat uncomfortable, you know, like, you know, daddy just slapped mommy across the di- dinner table type uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you never get to see Ray Romano ever in that type of, uh, you know, mood if you will so i i thought that was kind of fun what was the quote he said it was like this this goes all the way this goes down to like basements or sub levels or something this elevator goes all the way down to the bottom i think was something like that, that. was something like that yeah, that's pretty like, funny i was like what the shit i'm like that's awesome i don't even know what it means well, but... it's, it's kind of like his other comment later where it's um what did he say something he tried to equate something to love like that's why they call it love because it's oh, so yeah, hard you gotta, and it made yeah. it made no sense or the, the so cheating I, comment. He's like, well, you know, so you're telling you, me you I can't really cheat on somebody unless you cheat on him. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, so you're telling me to cheat on her? That was terrible. The def- world's worst, world's definitely worst got dad the, advice. I definitely got the death stare, though, when he made that comment. Uh, you know, Amy was like, uh, yeah, don't you ever fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, but Ray Romano just told me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, well, if Ray Romano says, I mean, everybody loves Raymond, right? <laughs> Uh, exactly uh, except peter <laughs> bad jokes <laughs> that's true I, i'm not a big fan of everybody loves raymond but i did like him in this movie i i thought that rede- redeemed him in my eyes i'll take it so so peter you mentioned the ipad and um i just that just brought up the authenticity that i think this movie brought in kind of a lot of the facets um throughout the different characters one her being that mom that's always on the ipad and two just every time they showed a device uh, most of the time it was an iphone they actually showed the experience that we all are all used to, which was so refreshing Yes, that it's for yes. some reason, it's very difficult for movies, even with big budgets to actually um, 
show what a, a, the interfaces that we all use every day, 20 times a day, looks like and what we're used to. Um, I thought that was a great, uh, very well done. I guess it was well done that they didn't actually have to do anything except for use the damn things correctly. Um, so lots of respect there, <laughs> and I hope that other movies take that um, to you know to heart maybe. And I know that's a really small thing, but it'd be really nice. Um, and it, it, it really the is Uber appreciated. joke was pretty awesome too. I, I really liked that um, when he he she calls the Uber and he picks it up immediately. And so my first thought was, there's no way he turned on that he was a driver at that point. And immediately she responds and says, "Wait, does that mean you were accepting rides this entire yeah. time? We were having sex." <laughs> um, that uh, that was I think that was pretty very great. very great. And his response was was good fun as well. Um, I'm not going to lie. I had a blonde moment at that point because, you know, when his phone first started ringing and he made the comment about, you know, your driver will be there as soon as he puts on his pants. At first I was thinking, wow, that's a pretty fancy Uber app that tells you your driver has no (laughs) pants on. And then I, then I completely, it completely blanked that he's a driver and that was him getting called. Peter, that's, that's so, uh, that's so dumb. That's offensive to blondes. Like even as a joke, that's terrible. (laughs) Apologies. apologies. I I did think it was hilarious, by the way, that he brought her over to his house and then put on Night of the Living Dead uh, from George A. Romero. The uh, just that interaction, like the movie selections that he had where he's like, I've been guilty of this multiple times where you put on a movie and you're waiting for them like, wait, 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 watch this part. Watch this part. Pay attention. Are you, are you watching it? Like I've done that so many times that I was la- that was another one of those moments where I was laughing and nobody, not many people were laughing. But <laughs> I, I think it's like, safe. All four of us this. are the the folks that do that type of thing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say to to your comment, Matt, about things kind of being genuine. Those movie scenes were so genuine. The first one where they put on the movie, and you know, that's every single relationship where you want you put on a movie one of the first times with a girl, and very quickly into that movie, you're not watching the movie anymore. I mean, that's exactly what happens. And then the other part, to your point, Sean, where you know everybody has that, and she calls them out on it. You have that kind of like test movie or show or book or yes. whatever it may be, <laughs> and you you wait to see whether they like it to basically judge them about it and determine whether it's going to mean something. And I thought that was that was great. It's always Point Break, always. always point Break. <laughs> God, that, that. What is Amy's opinion of that movie? I'm I'm very curious to know. Of Point Has Break. She seen it? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, like ten minutes. <laughs> Just, yeah. just play the scene where Keanu fires his gun in the air. That's the only other I always just play Hot Fuzz whenever that scene. That's uh, what I was going to say. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Make her watch Hot Fuzz and be like, just watch the scene. If you appreciate it, we're good. Oh, man. Um, so the sad part is my my movie is actually uh, Spaceballs. That, that's not sad. That's that's a legit movie. I uh, uh, If they can enjoy that, um, they, they get to the core of my uh, my being. What y'all's, what y'all's little movies, the tester movies? I, I usually end up going with either a classic like, you know, Indiana Jones or Star Wars, or I'll go with <laughs> uh, The Matrix just because it's such a action heavy, I'll say it, and it's probably a little bit gender specific. It's kind of a guy movie. And so I like to see whether that resonates, uh, which it usually doesn't, but that's okay. I can accept. Girls can appreciate Trinity and in uh, leather as well. Now, now, Peter, I, I noticed uh, you picked some movies um, that are a little bit older. Um, I, I assume you haven't had to use this recently. <laughs> you, you knew exactly where I was going with this, man. Thank you. 
Why you always got to call this out? I'm sorry I'm the only married guy in this podcast, guys. Come on now. Well, no, I, I just like that you casually, you just casually reference like Don't you do sorry. it like every weekend with girls. And we all know. But he uses really obscure and old movies. It was, it was actually quite, it was no. kind of refreshing. I'm, I mean, none of them I'm were sorry, older than Spaceballs, but still. in the ages still. of the t- Tinders and the, yeah. See, the Bumblebees. You kind of missed out on that. No, no. So like, now no that, so, so Matt, I mean, not Matt, uh, Peter, now the good thing is you can now sit down with your, your daughter's uh, new boyfriends and now gauge them based on this movie because that's your future but did you ever watch movies oh, with your girlfriend's future. parents father i had to watch like one or two it was very disturbing that'd be a, that'd be a nightmare in the my room. god it was it was not fun in high school i remember please that say you times. watched like basic instinct or something just so oh, it's no. i think it was pretty your life I think uh, what Susan was it? Um, legally, legally Blonde was in there at one point. I remember. What? I vaguely remember with watching who? Legally Blonde with him. Oh God, I can't even think of who it was. But like the whole family was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, okay. So as as I like to point, as I pointed out earlier, I was unfamiliar that this was apparently a rom com, or neglected to realize that. Um, but going in, what what what? How did y'all think this actually stacked up against the other uh, Apatow movies? I mean, we all enjoy them, but. In terms of like the rankings on this, where do y'all think it actually fit in? I I guess I'll go first. For me, I think it took enough, um, you know, enough liberties, and you know, just the content of the story was different enough that it's hard to compare to some of the other movies he has. So, for instance, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall, Trainwreck, Forty Year Old Virgin. I mean, some of them follow the same kind of tropes that a rom com does. I think we mentioned before this one doesn't, which is which is fun. Uh, the the story is very unique. It's again, I, I think it's more about his journey than him and her. I mean, she's she's barely even in the movie in all reality. I mean, she's in the first twenty or thirty minutes and then is in a coma for the remainder of the movie. So, um, I think it it's different enough that you can watch it and not feel as if you're rewatching a normal Apatow film. At the same time, it has a lot of the great things that uh, Apatow gives. I mean, the, the comedy's there, the, the uh, you know, again, the genuineness of the characters and the story and kind of um, the realism that you get out of it. So uh, overall, I had, I think it's it's up there with what he's had come out before. And, um, you know, I'm glad that he took a risk on this and, and I say risk just because we're looking at somebody who's not a white male lead. We're looking at somebody who's not a huge star. Um, so I, I think it's a great choice. I mean, Kamala is awesome in, in uh, Silicon Valley. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he went there as this being a production and kind of, uh, kind of helped to green light this one. So do y'all think this is actually going to make the, I guess like the, the rewatchability of like the, the forgetting Sarah Marshall's or the 40 year old virgin or hell even knocked up. I mean, like they, each of them has like these scenes and these, these quotes that come out of it. So I'm curious if y'all think these, these might, actually, this might actually pick up like that. In my opinion, I don't think it's going to, I mean, those movies are built to withstand the test of time. This is just a, in, you know, a true story that's kind of provides a unique aspect into one comedian's life and, and the journey he went on. So I, I don't think it has the the watchability of uh, some of the other movies and even to Matt's point earlier I mean Funny People is probably a better movie than this overall like in terms of a comedy um, and, and I honestly think 40 Year Old Virgin I can watch that still to this day anytime it's on television and, and laugh my ass off because of the, some of the lines I mean uh, and that's Steve Carell prior to him really making a lot of star, having a lot of starring roles so I don't think it has that uh 
that ability. And uh, but it's, it's nonetheless not to take it away from being a good movie, but I still think that it's just it's a good movie for you know one watch maybe, but not like repeated watches. Yeah, I, I think I'm right with you, Sean. Um, definitely, definitely worth seeing. Um, you know, enjoyable. Again, I'm not going to rush people to go see it or demand that they go see it. It's not going to replace something like Zoolander as my test for, for whether a girl has the correct taste. Um, but it, it's worth seeing. The other Appetite movies, I think, have much much more rewatchability, as Sean mentioned. And the, the kind of stand, the take on stand-up and the interaction between the comics on funny people, I think, felt much... You know, I don't have experience, obviously, but it, it felt much more believable or more realistic or at least was more enjoyable from an audience standpoint. Um, nothing against the, the takes that, you know, the comedians that were in this. Um, but I did really enjoy the um, the roommate had one phenomenal line when Kumal was really sad sitting in the um, kind of the, the green room or whatever the area is before they got on the stage. And everybody asks what's wrong. And his roommate just says, oh, we put his girlfriend in a coma. Um, which just so deadpan, um, I lost my shit in the movie. I, uh, the delivery and just the, the, the context in saying that, um, you know, it's more like you think you'd picture Ray Rice or, uh, or Chris Brown um, when, you, when you hear somebody uh, mentioning their, you know, that was racist. Um, you, you know, that context of a girl getting in a coma uh, in terms of somebody beating them, not that he had a medically induced coma on his girlfriend because she was sick. Uh, in case that had to be uh, <laughs> explicitly called out. Explained. Um, so in case the, the joke nice. was just phenomenal. Very, very well. Good delivery as well. Uh, but probably not something I'm rushing to see again. If I'm, I'm with somebody and they haven't seen it before, I won't, I won't, re, you know, object to putting it on. Um, but again, I might demand they watch Funny People first, or at least after. So, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think Final Thoughts. Um, I'm probably a little higher up there than you guys, but I definitely. I would definitely recommend folks to see it. I, I will agree with you guys. You don't need to rush out to, th- to theaters to go see this one. But if you do, I don't think you'll be you'll be sad about it. Um, I, I do wish I could have brought my wife to it. And I think this would have been a, a fun date night movie. So, Sean, definitely jealous of you to be able to do that. Because this is one that I think you'll probably be able to bring a little bit more to it. If you've got somebody next to you that you care about. Just given the, the context. But, um, yeah, to me... What's interesting is Judd Apatow, somebody, uh, there's an interview with him the other day kind of asking, you know, why, why do we not um, make as many, you know, comedies nowadays? And I, or he may have even posed an answer to the question first, but regardless, his kind of comments were, you know, people just aren't willing to take the chances and aren't willing to, you know, kind of stick their neck out. And uh, there's a bunch of other good stuff in the, in the interview. But I think the main point is I'm really glad that you have somebody like him who's still putting out films and still supporting people like this to go put out these types of films. I mean, we even briefly touched about uh, some of the people that he's worked with about Spider-Man Homecoming because uh, an alum from some of his shows wrote that film. So I'm looking forward to the fact that, you know, Apatow and a lot of his, uh, you know, understudies will continue to put out and push these types of films and, and give us more, more comedies and more rom-coms of this type. So we don't have to watch the, you know, the Catherine Heigl films that came before it that was terrible. 
Because, I mean, I would see something like this all day, any day. I mean, just think about that, guys. When you think about a rom-com, that's what we used to have to deal with. So, um, we, we, well, You did get occasionally, like, Gerard Butler in there. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, weren't horrible. And, I mean, I miss bad, the Sandra Bullock horrible. ones. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, Sandy B. That's, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, there's... There's room for all types, and and hopefully we continue to get ones of this caliber. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, it's it's definitely worth a watch, especially when it comes on Amazon. And I think that's another kind of, you know, props for Amazon being out there to help, uh, you know, pick these up at the the film festivals and help support them and fund them and get them in theaters. Because without that, we we wouldn't get to watch it. So nice. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm just gonna make this pretty quick. I think. Peter, Matt, we we nailed it on the head here. It's uh, it, it's a great you know great movie, great romantic comedy, um, great to watch on streaming once it's in the uh, once it comes into your households. But uh, it's, you still can't take away the fact that uh, getting out on a date night, going to see a good movie like this is uh, a little refreshing. So, from as much as I love going to those those Sundays, Saturday morning movies by myself, it's always nice to have a, a companion to tag along with you. Um, and this was a great movie to do that. So uh, what about you, Dave? Yeah, no, just to really close out, um, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page as, as you and, uh, and Peter just, you know, it's to me, it's a, it's a, it's a fairly good, you know, date night type movie. Um, I, and I, I kind of like Peter's point of, you know, don't rush out to the theaters to go see this, but if you have an option, like you're at home and, like your U-verse or your Xfinity offers it for like, you know, three, four bucks to rent it for the evening and you just want to stay in. I'd say rent it. Um, I, I would, I would spend actually, that Dave, just to completely film. disagree uh, with you. I, I got to disagree with you there. Um, if you can rent it on Xfinity. Yeah. If you can rent it on Xfinity, I'm going to tell you to subscribe to Amazon prime and watch it on that when it comes to that. Well then I, they, well, sometimes right now they actually do have them where you can actually see films that are in theaters. That's why I'll always pointing that out right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I was being they, I was they, being a smart ass. No, no, since no. it's going to be on Amazon. I know you were. I, I it will be, but it's, it's eventually. Sometimes like Xfinity and Universal actually have them out a little sooner than uh, in those cases. Now Amazon might be different, so I don't know. This is an Amazon film, you know. Regardless, if you can see it on streaming for cheap right now, go for it. I mean, it's it's a it's a fairly enjoyable movie. Um, it seems like everybody seemed to enjoy at least you know most parts of it that you can go sit and enjoy. I'm, I'm a little jealous that, you know, like Peter said, that Sean got to go see it um, with someone special. So uh, I didn't get to it. Um, I realized afterwards, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I called my girlfriend afterwards. I was like, this might be a good movie for, that probably would have been a good one for us to go see together. Overall, thoroughly enjoyed the heck out of the movie and uh, definitely go recommend seeing it. Uh, don't know. If you want the theater experience, like we said earlier, go for it. Otherwise, just wait till the stream Having said that, I guess we can move over to our potent picks for the week. Uh, so uh, let's start off with uh, Shawnee. What's your potent pick for the week? Well, in terms of my drink, I will go ahead and recommend the Three Floyds uh, Perpetual Funeral that uh, I mentioned previously that I had sent to a friend of mine. But it's a good solid beer, and I definitely uh, recommend getting yourself a bomber of it. In terms of uh, a good show or movie to watch, I will go ahead and recommend one of my all-time favorite movies that we talked about as one of those ones that I still put on and test people. It's Mallrats. Like as mu- as much uh, as Kevin Smith had uh, some unsuccessful movies at the end of his career, kind of more recently, uh, Mallrats is awesome. It's one of the 
one of those movies I can watch anytime, anywhere. Um, great soundtrack, uh, really funny, good casting, um, some great cameos, and uh, yeah, it's got the iconic Jay and Silent Bob moments that uh, you need in your life. So definitely go check that out. Maybe get a second. Uh, it's on uh, DVD, Blu-ray. I don't know if it's streaming on Amazon Prime, but uh, uh, you could find it uh, out there in, in the uh, in the disc sphere. So, what about you, Matt? What are you uh, recommending this week? So I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend Wind River just because I, I it's on it's a limited release, and I I really think if people get a chance, it's in a theater near you. You should definitely go check it out. Um, if not, it's definitely something I, it'll probably come to streaming pretty quick, and I hope you get it, go check it out. Um, but barring that, I'm going to toss out, and I can't remember, Sean, I know you and I both mentioned this before, but because I just watched Love and Mercy, and that song has stuck with me since I saw uh, Orange County uh, back in high school, um, I got to go with I got to go with Orange County. You know, Colin Hanks and uh, Jack Black do a, do a great job as a, as kind of a a pair, and uh, Really think everybody should go see. You also have John Lithgow and uh, Kevin McAllister's mom, and uh, it's a good time. <laughs> Harold Ramis, don't forget him. Oh, Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Um, and greatest line of all time, Sean, you are my same height. <laughs> that is that neat. Is neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, phenomenal. I, I like the Ben Stiller cameo and Jack Black's argument for why he had to uh, not have pants. Um in in any case, uh, in terms of in terms of what you should be drinking when you're watching uh, Orange County, um, and again, not to be confused with the show with Adam Brody, who somewhat looks like Colin Hanks, you should be drinking Glenlivet, uh, some Scotch. Um, Twelve years is a good way to go. Obviously, we can do uh, eighteen or something higher. No no complaints. But uh, uh, we've been had a lot of team dinners lately, and and luckily we've got some other Scotch and whiskey drinkers. And once somebody else, uh, not that it's exactly an expensive. Uh, vintage um but uh it's, it's a it's definitely kind of hits the spot and you know it's always a safe bet so what about you peter so i i was looking through my catalog the other day and and i'm gonna actually recommend a tv show this is back in the days where jim carrey was hilarious and it's in living color i don't know if you guys have seen this before but homie don't play that if you haven't oh yeah no the, the now, Homie the Clown, of course, is is a classic, which is a uh, Damon Wayans. And Fire another fun Bill. thing, that is exactly the one I was going to reference. So, oh, okay. if, if anybody has not seen In Living Color, look up Fire Marshal Bill, and you will you will seriously crack up. It is one of the funniest skits in the world. He plays like he uses his physical comedy in those sketches to the nines, and it's it's amazing. So, um, if you want to go see a fun show from back in the '90s when uh, sketch comedy was even more of a thing and uh, the Wayans brothers were at their peak in terms of actually coming up with some funny stuff. I would definitely recommend going to Kitchen Living Color and it's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, definitely check it out. I just got to, I'm going to drop two cents real fast, Peter, just because you brought that up. But uh, I was watching this Jamie Foxx documentary who Jamie Foxx was also in in Living Color, but uh, he was was talking about his ugly Wanda, the masseuse character. And I still like, (laughs) I think that was one of his funniest ones that he ever did. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's definitely another great one from uh, In Living Color, and um, another uh, another person that we uh, can't forget is Jennifer Lopez, fly the fly girl, girl dancer. From yep. so uh, yeah. yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely a big fan of In Living Color. So check that out, guys. I'll second Peter on that one. 
Yeah, for sure. And again, it's on it's on Hulu, so you can actually go you know go catch a few episodes right now and see what you think. But it's it's now now Peter, I gotta ask. Um, you, you said you don't see commercials, yeah. but Hulu absolutely has commercials. So you are you are you high class dropping the uh, no well, no commercial money on that? No, I am I am not the high class no commercial money, but I don't count those as commercials because it's the same like, four <laughs> ads and they're all terrible. So <laughs> as opposed to where you actually might get to see like a movie trailer on TV, I just get to watch ads for you know, uh, Blue Apron or something 47 times in a touché, day. So. Touché, uh, So, yeah, maybe I should pay so I don't have to watch them anymore. In terms of drink recommendations, I know I mentioned earlier I, I wasn't going to recommend Pappy because it's that's not something worth recommending. I mean, if you can get it, go buy it anyway. But um, uh, there's a bourbon or it's a, a rye whiskey that is from – I'm going to actually look it up real quick just to make sure I'm not wrong – uh, it's from Vermont and it's called whistle pig, <clears throat> excuse me. It's called whistle pig and they have a few different kinds. Uh, the one I tried was their 15 year. It is a very smooth rye whiskey. So, I mean, no, uh, for me, I'm more of a bourbon fan. I'm usually not a, f- a big fan of ryes cause they're a little harsher without getting super specific and, and, uh, fancy here. But, uh, if you can get the 15-year Whistle Pig Rye Rye Whiskey, it's definitely worth it. It was a great drink, and I would recommend it. So, Dave, let's uh, let you close it out. All righty. Well, uh, in terms of movies, um, so before this, actually, I had sat, uh, sat down to have some dinner this evening, and uh, a random movie that I haven't seen, and I think it was fairly underrated, that's a... Um, a uh, Keanu Reeves movie, and I'm going to throw this out, and y'all, y'all may be upset with it because I, I think a lot of people didn't seem to like it. But Constantine, I uh, I always kind of enjoy that movie for some strange reason. Um, not really sure why, but it always kind of no, it has like I'm, some I'm fond memories you. associated I, I to it. I enjoyed it as well. Um, not not sure Keanu. why. Yeah, well, it's got Keanu in it, but you, you know, also has that. What's his face? Uh, was his was his caveat? I'm I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he was in Blood crazy Blood, now. Blood Diamond and. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, 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 no. You're thinking no, not no, no, Jamon no, 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 no. Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking about his cabbie. Um, oh. Went crazy. Just got arrested. Um, Shia thinking. LaBeouf. Thank you, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he, yeah. That's usually not a draw <laughs> for a movie, but I. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I, like, I think I, I think I named negative, a much bigger. There's a negative draw. aspect on that. <laughs> you did, but I wasn't saying it was it was a big draw. I'm just saying it was a, it was a negative aspect to it. But um, uh yeah no that that one's definitely was a good one to go watch uh caught it this afternoon while i was uh, eating dinner and kind of continued watching it until basically we, we started this and then in terms of drinking um i may have mentioned this in the past i'm not sure but um austin amber i don't know if y'all have had this peter i'm assuming you have because you uh did live in the area um always a good beer I always, whenever i see it on tap i always go for it um not really sure too much about it just good standard beer to get um Drank a little, few of them, few, few pints of it this weekend, and uh, always a good thing to go back to. And uh, so I think that'll do it for us this week, guys. Um, so our next one will probably end up being, and by probably I mean def- definitely for sure, will be uh, Hitman's Bodyguard. We were debating between this and, um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to mess this one up. Um, oh, God, what was it? Logan Lucky. Lucky. Logan Lucky, thank you. But uh, that'll probably be next week's, and hopefully after the following week we'll do logan lucky but uh we're all waiting for our, our movie pass to come in so we can go see as many of these films as possible so we're all we all wait with bated breath as our credit card comes in but next week will definitely be hitman's bodyguard um should be interesting ryan reynolds and um um 
Samuel oh God, Jackson. Sammy, Sammy J. So it should be an interesting one. Uh, um, good comedy routine and, and beating the crap out of each other. So you can always follow us on Twitter at Potent Pictures. Email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com. As Sean likes to point out every single time, we have a Facebook page. Take a look at it. Search it. It'll have all our um, stuff there. And we do have a website. It's uh, potentpictures.wordpress.com. Uh, you can have all of our previous uh, podcasts up there. Uh, iTunes, like I always say, iTunes only shows our top last 10. Um, the rest of them we've all done because this is episode 26. Um, our other 16 are sitting on the website, so you can listen to them. And, uh, I think that'll do us for tonight, uh, everybody. Good night and thanks. Pretty much anything evil that comes out of their mouths are perfect. I mean, we are bred to think anything British is evil. I mean, look at Star Wars. Just saying. <laughs> Kids make it creepier. So, boom. <laughs> Moving on. I didn't understand that at all, but um, I, I, I respect your ability to have that opinion. Um, <laughs> I like, I like, that was a great PC way to say that. I'm going to use that from now on. I, I expect, respect your ability to have that opinion. As poor and shitty as that opinion is. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's... It's you know the the runner up to that for me is uh, you know the opinion's perfectly valid. You're wrong, but uh, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs>